0: What's up guys? Welcome back to another episode of Soul Therapy the Podcast. My name is Daniel. Uh, Daytona. Today we will be going back to the past and discussing in depth about what could have been one of the most influential and one of the most impactful Korean hip-hop crew called Illis Confusion. And also we'll be talking about how one of the former IK member and Jay Tong has made a surprising appearance with Dingo. As usual, if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on all streaming platforms, and don't forget to give us that 5-star rating. Also, for more contents, please go and follow our socials at soul underscore therapy, and also please support our page on Patreon at patreon.com/slash join slash soul underscore therapy. Alright, let's begin. So, you know many K hip hop fans out there know about so many different labels and artists because Korean hip-hop has come a long way. But before K-hip-hop scene really grew, the K-hip-hop scene in the past was pretty much obscure. And now that we have and had labels like AOMG, VMC, Illionaire Records, and etc., there used to be an underground crew by the name of Illis Confusion that was on the rise. Mm -hmm. The crew had notable and iconic members in Simon Dominic, Swings, Benzino, e Beatbox DG, Garchang, J-Hoods, Rocky L, and J-Tong. While the crew not only disbanded early and never put out an album, it left us lots of questions and self-interpretation as to how this crew could have made a significant impact on the Korean hip-hop scene. So I guess my first question becomes, what kind of impact do you think IK would have, would have made if they stayed?
1: They probably would put a would have put out a one of the most revered compilation albums in Korean hip hop mm-hmm. history, probably. I mean um no one knows what exactly would have happened, but the fact that they like everyone from that not everyone, because there were a lot of more members for Illis Confusion than people think, but mm-hmm. there were a lot of a lot of the members there um are now OGs of the game. Of course. Yes, and all of them putting out an album together on one album would have been an issue enough, and it would have been at least, in the least, uh, a very significant event in Korean hip hop history. I think. Hmm. Um. But at the end, it never happened. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, that that's really yeah. unfortunate because in my thought, I would have seen Illis Confusion as one of kind mm-hmm. of like a powerhouse. You know, I think mm-hmm. they would have changed the Korean hip hop scene in mm-hmm. so many different ways, not just musically, but just, I guess, just the lifestyle that they kind of went and and such. So
1: I think uh, the reason they kind of disbanded is because of the lifestyle, if you think mm-hmm. about it like um Simon Dominic and Essence and Chae Tong and Binzino uh, Rocky L back in the days and mm-hmm. um I, many members went on to different musical paths yeah um it's not like uh like none of them are friends anymore because like not all of them are friends because there there has been some messy shit um, yeah. the whole control this thing the control incident. Yeah, that probably damaged relationships between members. And with essence and amoeba culture and stuff like that. Yeah. And um no one knows the backstory, but... Uh, j Tong was an important part of that, this control disc. Not because he made a track, but a lot of people talked about him on the track. Hmm. Like... Um basically the entire exchange between Simon Dominic and Swings was about how who's Jay Tong a friend of? <laughs> oh, um, interesting. Yeah, Simon Dominic is saying, nah, he's my friend. And Swings is saying, nah, he's my friend. Like that was the exchange between control the control responses. That was one of the and how like Jay Tong got kind of fucked over by Amoeba culture, but then he got kind of fucked over by just music as well oh wow interesting you know i had no idea
0: i had no no idea Tong was part of amoeba culture i had no idea
1: yeah um he was probably a member of just music first because his uh the busan ep came out of just music
0: oh which is his
1: first recorded music like that the the cd was pressed by just music and then his second album and not that was an ep Pusan was an EP, and the first right. album, which was uh, called Mohican and Being Barefoot, or whatever. Yeah. That album was released by Amoeba Culture, if I'm correct. Mm-hmm. So it was this whole thing about how Swing's saying that Simon Dominic took J-Tone from him, like, gaslighting oh. him and kind of stuff. And Simon Dominic is saying, I didn't gaslight anyone. It was you who treated him like shit. Like, no one knows the facts, but that was basically what the control disc was about.
0: Oh, no way.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you look into the lyrics, like if someone has the translations to the control exchange, you can see at what what part J kind of played. Although he didn't play anyone,
2: <laughs> oh. like J
1: was caught in the middle. Like J was more like um, uh, these, pe- like he was more about who rapped better. But everyone talking about J was getting really personal. You know what I mean? Yeah, that and then sucks. You- Yeah, and and then you had Essence and Amoeba Culture with having their own problems and Supreme Team breaking up and all of that shit. Yeah. Yeah, so that kind of finished Illis Confusion because um, I'm not sure if the crew still exists. uh, Because the crew kind of still exists in its own right. Mm. Because if you go on Instagram, and um, let me check real quick. It's
0: not like they officially disbanded, right? They didn't they never announced like, oh, we officially disbanded the crew. They yeah, just kind of was, faded away.
1: Yeah, the crew just kind of melted away in a sense. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um uh, do you know Jetong's um Ah uh, right. See, if you look at Jaitong's I um in IG tag, it says IK Buck J Tong. Mm. IK is always confusion, buck right. is buck wilds. So, he so Illis Confusion still exists. It's just that a lot of the members are not part of it anymore. Now, back in the days, if it was more of a musical collective, it seems like this time it's more of a uh, just a friends kind of thing. <laughs> right. Because Swings is out of the group, Essence is out of the group. Um, I think Simon Dominic is still IK. Oh, wow. Zeno is still IK. Uh, DJ Pumpkin of AOMG is part of IK, if I'm correct. Oh, he was part of IK as well? I think he still is. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. I no idea. Yeah.
1: Of course, Beatbox DJ is there, in there because yes. of Benzino and Hot Clips. So, mm-hmm. like, um, the reason they kind of broke up anyway is because if you think about it, like, uh, they had these personal issues, right? Yeah, ego. Yeah, ego and really like i think some fucked up business shit mm. if this was not more than i'm better than you this was like you did this to me how can you kind of thing and if you think about it um this was bound to happen in a sense because they all have yeah. such different music now of course um i can i think um like swings makes entirely different music from simon dominic Um, Essence makes completely different music From all of them For sure J-Tong does it as well The only reason I think Simon Dominic and J-Tong Are still kind of fucking with each other Is because they come from the same hometown Which is Busan Yeah Yeah that's what I was thinking Yeah And I think that kind of Like unless you have that kind of connection Mm -hmm. I don't think There's any reason for like IK would have stayed together anyway Because even if it wasn't for some personal shit Hmm. I think at the end of the day, what they wanted from their music was so different. Yeah. Yeah. Like no one is doing J-Tone's crazy punk music kind of thing, you know. Hmm. <laughs> like he's talking about pine cones and fishing and um, yeah. catching sea cucumbers and stuff. Like no one else does that in IK anyway. Exactly. I think. Um. I. so when it comes to like predicting like the what if question i guess they would have put out like one or two albums but that would have been it
0: Mm, but i mean at least with one or two albums that would solidify their yeah the crew you know (laughs) it's just man i would have never thought that they would have been huge you know and all because Mm -hmm. of like a diss track or you know just business issues personal issues Exactly. It's, it's it's kind of scary if you think about it because mm. this crew could have been something insane, but yeah because of little things like personal you know egos and just you know differences that you know a crew can suddenly just crumble,
1: yeah, I think there's a very weird, not weird, I would say but kind of conflicting relationship between the- the idea of a collective and hip hop culture, yeah. Because if you think about it, a lot of the groups in hip-hop history, not just Korea, have had trouble because of ego. Of course. At the end of the day, like, hip-hop is an art form that talks about your own personal achievements and abilities. Mm-hmm. And if it's a constant clash between individualism and collectivism, if you think yeah. about it. like For sure. I, like, off the top of my head, I don't... I can't think of many groups that survived business um, clashes. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe the Wu Tang Clan. Like there was some issues between RZA and Raekwon, but they still are like Wu Tang Clan still is very solidly exists, right? Of course. Um, But like even the greatest groups in history, like N.W.A., broke over money relations. Um, Yeah, ego problems. uh, Public Enemy over recently over political stuff and Mm -hmm. mob deep has some issues before but they kind of patched it up but then prodigy passed away like there's not many that can actually talk about it um and even though like when it comes to musical direction that's the reason outcast doesn't drop an album anymore right Mm -hmm. i mean andre and big boy does completely different things and of course during the end of their era, they they released a double album, which was basically two albums. Mm-hmm. So with this many members for Illist Confusion, like there's at least like six to seven members that are capable of putting out albums on their own. For sure. This was bound to happen. It just happened earlier and in a much dirtier fashion than a lot of people thought would have.
0: Yeah, it just seemed it ended on a really bad term. It it yeah. wasn't healthy at all. And so mm-hmm it's crazy because i kind of was curious about this so do you think moving on you know mm. do you think there's still plans with you know jay tong maybe like simon dominic they would collab together and make like a small al- album that as was was confusion
1: that was why i was so surprised to see that little dingo snippet pop up and it would disappear yeah same here like yeah, it's not just me. Like literally no one thinks that IK was going to like, you know, come back together and then dingo suddenly like popped up and, and they deleted it, right? Yeah, like it's in nowhere an cyberspace anymore. Yeah. Yeah, it's not online anymore. So when that snippet came up, people were like, Really? The, I, eh? <laughs> like, yeah. How? Like yeah. because um if you think about it, Simon Dominic, I don't think, and Essence are not fucking with each other anymore. No, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Um with a whole I don't know what's the reason, but it's still like because um they followed each other even after the whole control debacle, right? And Ethan's having to go to prison and stuff. But then for some reason they disconnected with each other. Um Swings made up with Simon Dominic though on show me the yeah, money.
0: That, that was really cool to see
1: yeah um Rocky l is still on v m c if I'm being correct who is Rocky l ah all right um um actually Rocky l is kind of a wasted potential as well, really, yeah because he was a great rapper back in the day, like um he had a lot of names, like so you know how in the last not some episode before we recorded, I talked about the o eight mixtape boom, right. Yeah, he did. Yeah, Rocky L was a part of that. And he was featured on those tapes everywhere. Like, he, it was just because he had some several names at once. Mm. Um, He had a very style that connected with j Tong, Like, the hardcore shit. Yeah. And he kind of went to VMC. And I think he's still a member of VMC, if I'm being correct. I have no idea about that. Yet. Yeah, but he never released a solo project. Huh. That's um, he only taught. Yeah, um, he only he has a group. He's a member of a group called NP Union. Okay, um, which is a brass band. Hmm. And uh, wait a minute. Uh it's uncertain mm-hmm. because um the website doesn't say Rocky L. Hmm. But um when uh about last year. June, I think, when Noxar was doing something with Dingo, he said Rocky L was still part of VMC. Oh, no way. Yeah, so it's like, uh, I'm not sure. At least he's still fucking with the whole VMC click anyway. Mm -hmm. And it's not like the homepage is like the best anyway. Um, You know, evidence of it because it changes Mm -hmm. all the time. Rocky L was a rapper that, that is the lead rapper for a brass band called MP Union.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he has some albums under that category, but he did ha- he he never put out technically a hip hop hip hop album. Mm. So he's kind of a wasted potential as well. And MP Union didn't drop anything for a long time as well. So, um, what I'm thinking is he's probably doing something else or something. I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, that's kind of surprising for like you said a, a wasted potential. Like I would have never thought that someone would never drop a solo album. Like it's just insane, you know. It's especially um, a, a talent, like you said. He had big talent, and for him to not mm. drop a an album is quite surprising.
1: Yeah, um, like he's from Busan as well, too. And
0: oh, interesting.
1: I, I and mean, we're going to talk about Busan today, anyway. But um, it's just I always wanted to hear a full Rocky L project because he always. Like, he was a really gifted rapper, and I just don't know where he is anymore.
0: Maybe that's just his intentional way of kind of, you know, not making full-length albums, maybe.
1: I know. That doesn't make sense, because no one is kind of checking for him anymore. I mean, if you bring up the name, people will like, huh, where is he? But no one is. has come to the point where, man, where's that Rocky Owl? No No one is actually talking about him anymore, which is sad.
0: True. Yeah, so mm. I guess my my quick question before we move on, it's mm. so what kind of legacy do you think this crew could have left it if they were still together, just from, like, your self-interpretation? I'm just like, curious. Like,
1: Confusion is kind of an evidence, kind of historical artifact of the old way to, like, the early 2010s um, yeah. Korean rap renaissance. Um, and it was also a time and period where there were so many rookies, that were seen to like really push hip hop forward. Like all of mm-hmm. them had different tastes. All of them had different flavors. And all of them really wrapped their asses off. So to say. It wasn't like they were going through a gimmick. It wasn't like they were trying to like just be a Instagram celebrity or anything. It was like mm-hmm. they were serious musicians. Mm-hmm. And there hasn't been a movement like that for quite some years now. I mean, there's always going to be dope people, but it's now it's like hip-hop has fractured into so many different, um, what do you call it, movements and stuff. Yeah. And this, um, I think Illus Confusion was kind of an evidence that the rap game is still alive. It's Mm. not exactly about the rap game anymore. Mm -hmm. It's about so many other things, but I think Illus Confusion personally represents diversity and a certain amount of skill yeah yeah
0: without doubt yeah for sure
1: yeah like like the hell um there's a very famous cipher clip that goes around the internet with all members of ik on it like that alone is better than a lot of the ciphers that people are seeing right now that's yeah that's mm-hmm. fact. Yeah, it's yeah. I think
0: he he showed it to me and then I was watching it and I was just mm-hmm. like wow. Yeah, they this, were great this rappers. Could have been yeah. Not just great, but these guys would have, you know, created mm-hmm. something even bigger, you know?
1: Yeah. Um th- I think this is like um like there's so many dope albums that came out of Villa's Confusion, like Essence's mixtapes which are legendary status. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Simon Dominic has a very great mixtape on it as well um the Hot Clean mixtape with Beatbox DJ and Bean Zeno is yeah. great as well and um Jay Tong although you can't kind of um see it anymore like you really have to dig through far through the internet to get it like the, he had yeah. the whole South Town gimmick down there too like uh, I'm just like uh, what the fuck happened to them exactly <laughs> they it's- remained um but if you think about it, like, if they remained, I think it would have been more problematic. Yeah. If you think about it, because they, um, I think their styles would kind of blend it together. Yeah, they would have clashed, for sure. Yeah, they would have clashed. And, like, personal ego clashes aside, I think it would have been a very musically ambiguous group. Yeah. It's better that they split up and just did their own things. Mm-hmm. If you look back in, in retrospective
0: for sure it's it, w- it would have been insane so yeah. yeah speaking of jay tong you know recently a visual was presented with dingo and mm. the visual was former ik members and collab with dingo and mm. i thought to yeah. myself there was no way this will ever That's happen no, yeah there's just no way and so i forgot about it i literally forgot about it because i yeah. thought dingo was playing a joke i thought this was mm. another april fool's joke however <laughs> Yeah. yeah. However, a couple of days later, a teaser trailer surfaced with a guy's face being hidden, and artists mm. like, like you mentioned, Simon Dominic,
2: mm. you know,
0: Lil Boy, and other artists were commenting about this individual. And then I had no idea who this was until I saw on the comments somebody was typing, Oh, this is Jay Tong. And I was yeah. like, I was like, What? No way. <laughs> what? No way. This is impossible. And so. Mm. I have to ask you, what was your initial reaction when you saw j Tong partnering with Dingo? Finally. Finally.
1: Yeah, because I was getting sick of j Tong not getting the exposure he wants to. Mm-hmm. Like, um, j Tong is a part of the Stone Ship Collective. Um, It's a record label. And we, you know, we had this talk about the record label without the flavor of a record label. Like, yeah. this whole, about the record label not being a crew kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Stoneship does that. Like, even before The Quiet and Daytona came forward, like, Stoneship was already doing that. Like, you had these completely unrelated artists just getting capital from a single entity and corporation. And that was what I was talking about. The problem is, um, just because they had never been a crew in the first place, there was very minimal exposure going on. Yeah. Yeah, and... I think it's great to see like StoneShip beginning to capitalize on things like this. Like and I think jay tong because jay tong was very anti-media. Mm-hmm. Like he was anti a lot of things. Um yeah. he was anti-media, he was anti-capital. Like he was the one of the few ra- rappers that dissed Illinéraire Records for being too secular.
0: Yeah, that's crazy.
1: Yeah, no one dares does. No one dare does that. Like yeah, that's just insane. Yeah. Um. Aside from it, rather like aside from whether you think that is right or wrong, like the dude really watches no one. Like, dude cares about no one. What no one thinks. Yeah. Like none of these um politics. Everything aside, it's like no. If I don't like you, I don't like you. Kind of thing.
0: He's him for himself, essentially. Yeah.
1: It's good to see him trying to branch out, though. Mm -hmm. because just because you're like fuck everybody doesn't literally mean that you should be fuck everybody like I it's good to see jayton kind of networking out and exposing himself on media because if you're starving whatever you're doing i want to tell you to stop like anything is better than starving yeah yeah I mean, of course, if you think you have an ideology or you have a certain creed that you're going to adhere to, stay with it, of course. But mm-hmm. really reconsider it because at the end of the day, whatever movement, whatever political thought, whatever kind of artistic integrity you're going for, if you're starving, it's um, it's probably not sustainable.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's That's probably the one thing that every artist or anybody you know
1: yes thinking like, about. even the most um like out, let's say it's like examples out of art um like back in the like cold war ages you had a lot of revolutionaries uh, be mm-hmm. communist anarchist socialist whatever they never starved in a sense yeah like of course they were hungry, but they were not like enough to like starve their soldiers or revolutionaries. Like if mm-hmm. you're starving, it's unmanageable. Like that's um, if you think about and look at the history of those revolutionaries, is that they really made did and tried everything to make sure their people didn't starve. Mm-hmm. So maybe in a, in this age, like being fuck media on any kind of platform is probably not a good idea. Yeah, when Dingo first came out, um, mm-hmm. I was one of the first proponents to say this is going to change the game. Oh yeah, yeah, because um, I thought that was the case, um, since Flex, the the whole Indigo Music thing, mm-hmm. that's what their um their first big project, I think. Yeah, because their first big project was with Higher Music, but Higher Music was already like. Kind of big. Established. Yeah. Yes. Um indigo music was not as established, but they still managed to blow them up. Dingo mm-hmm. did. And the reason I knew that was a game changer was because it was giving a platform to music that had no mainstream appeal whatsoever. Fucking ever. Yeah. Um, if you think about it, like Illionaire Records had some sort of mainstream appeal, their music mm-hmm. didn't. But the personalities did, like Mm -hmm. Benzino was a classic handsome man, the quiet kind of too. They had their fashion and stuff on their side, right? They were Mm -hmm. not hipsters, no. They were independent, but they were not hipsters. Mm -hmm. So it makes sense that kind that their music kind of made it through, but it wasn't Mm -hmm. exactly a template that anyone could follow, because it it really depended heavily on their individual talents. It wasn't about some sort of um, crazy marketing strategy or anything. It was just personality over everything. And it worked. But it couldn't have been benchmarked. Yeah. What Dingo managed to do was, and uh, um, Indigo Music managed to do, is put out a blueprint for hipster mainstream success.
2: Mm. Because
1: none of those personalities are exactly mainstream. Yeah. They're wackos. (laughs) I mean, they were pretty weird guys. Like at now this is kind of common sense, but like people like Jackie Wise and stuff. Like Korean mainstream hated that kind of thing. Like why is she like why is she dressed like that and stuff like that? Mm. Dingo managed Dingo kinda Dingo and Indigo Music kind of created a platform and blueprint for people with no mainstream success to go on dingo and put out feelers here and there, you know what I mean? Yeah. And ever since Flex made it up there, Dingo has become a source of alternative media. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to go all through all the political bullshit you can like see on Show Me the Money. Yeah, and MNet and what the establishment media tells you to do. Like Dingo mm-hmm. was looked upon as a very alternate source of media. Yeah. Now time has kind of passed a little, right? Yeah. So. Of course, there's uh, some rappers that are saying that Dingo is the same thing. like Because any kind of alternative method, as time passes, it becomes viewed as a new mainstream thing.
2: Mm-hmm. For sure. So, yeah.
1: And a lot of rappers are kind of, not a lot, but there's a substantial amount of rappers that are saying, oh, Dingo is not that much different from Show Me The Money. And they they do have a point. But... You should still reconsider because this is, one thing is, one thing true about Dingo is this is way better than whatever you're going to do on Show Me The Money.
0: Oh, without questions, 100%. Yeah. Yeah,
1: Yeah, you will not reap as much as a result as being the winner of Show Me The Money. Mm -hmm. But at least Dingo will highlight what your fans like about you instead of what the audiences will laugh about you. True. Like, Show Me The Money has a tendency to blow out your shortcomings and make the audiences and the masses in general kind of shit on it to get you exposure. Mm-hmm. Dingo actually highlights what's good about you. Yeah. So, in that sense, I think J-Tong kind of was gravitate, gravitated toward that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's usually like, fuck media. Like, he was the one of the quintessential fuck media kind of guys. Yeah, he's very anti... Yeah, he's he's very anti-media. But I think he saw that potential in Dingo and decided to, you know what, if it's these guys, I can trust them kind of thing. Yeah, I I can see that. Yeah, Dingo actually has some sort of respect for this culture.
0: And I I think it's great to see, you know, j Tong come out and just, Mm. you know, see the lighter side of him, you know, I think. Yeah. It's been a while because you know I've been listening to his other his mm. the projects that he had and then it, mm. you know it's very raw it's very gritty mm-hmm. and so him being on Dingo I think it's such a good opportunity for him to just kind of yeah. just kind of show his other side but also at the same time maintaining his true identity as j tone mm. you know yeah because I I just love the idea of him just. Being in nature and just being who mm. he is and just, mm. you know, staying true to himself. And so that leads me to my next question is, what did you think about the whole project?
1: It was great. Mm, I think yeah. it was great. Um, you see a musical transition within j mm-hmm. Um, He used to be this super punk kind of like. Yeah. Like there were two keywords in his music, which is number one is punk music and the second is Busan yeah and i think he kind of toned down the punk oh he did yeah for sure yeah i mean even his recent collaboration with no brain is vastly different from what he used to do back in the days with no brain you know yeah like back in the day he rapped about smashing things yeah he was very angry not 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 by the way because i think there might be a um miscommunication here he is like i didn't mean women I mean, actually smashing things. Of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, Like, he literally rapped about breaking stuff. Yeah, he was very angry. Yeah, and there's... um, If you look at the first album, like, Mohican and Barefoot, there is one song about women, and... (laughs) It's a very weird song, Mm.
2: because
1: it's not about... If you look at rappers usually talking about women, it's... um, Kind of misogynistic in many senses, and it kind of sexually commodifies them. But the weird thing about Jay tones track is, uh huh, he explicitly talks about breasts only, like, and not in a sense like, um, what do you call it? Like, I can get any as many bitches as I can. Like, he talks mm-hmm. about the breasts in a very scientific kind of biological perspective. <laughs> really. Yeah, it's really weird if you're hearing about it. Like, what am I listening to? Kind of thing. It's not yeah. demeaning. It's more like a. Um, it's very unusual. Yeah, and he he has that tendency, and that kind of punk kid transitioned, and he's not still talking about mainstream stuff. He just changed subjects, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Back again. Back then, he talked about his hometown, which is very rare for hip hop, by the way. Yeah, um, Because, you know what, let's talk about this first um, The reason Tung is such an Important rapper is because He did what OutKast did for Korea mm. You know how OutKast, like in the 95 Source Awards Talked about like the South got something to say Kind of thing Yeah, yeah, that's basically what Tung did here Oh, interesting He was actually about like He was the first person to put forth What region, like the pride For the region he came from Even though it's not Seoul like, he was very proud of being from Busan. And he puts Busan imagery all over his music.
0: But didn't also uh Carion do the same thing? MC Veda?
1: Nah, that's different. Because Cardion talked about... Uh, the only time Carion did that was when it was about dialects.
0: Oh, that's right. Languages. That's right. Yeah, Accents, he
1: alien. literally... Like, Carion And it was not like they did it as a integral part of their artistic like identity they just did Mm -hmm. it kind of in a one-time thing Mm. it wasn't like he's always rapping in dialect or anything right yeah busan is a part of chaitong's artistic identity he always raps in dialect this is the busan dialect by the way like the way chaitong talks on his records and everything that's all busan dialect
0: yeah i could tell when i was hearing all his songs that it's it's all from his busan accent
1: yeah it's there's a Busanai accent to it and he talks about busan like he mm. even on records that has nothing to do with busan like you can definitely hear busan in his voices and he talks mm. about busan like he talks about the baseball teams in busan um he talks oh, about wow. um yeah that's the whole thing like it's uh it's about the low giants which is mm. based in busan and um he also talks about his hometown like the stuff Like the Sightseeing stuff And stuff like that You know tourism yeah. spots And all of that shit He actually puts it on record Like his favorite restaurants And stuff like that And The whole I think if I'm correct The whole dingo Project he did Was in Busan I
0: think so I think it was in Busan Yeah, yeah.
1: So Busan Like There are They were major Like two Components to his music Which was a very Punk Kind of boogeyman attitude. Yeah And second was Busan, Mm -hmm. right? Now, I think he switched out the first one because he's not as punk as right now. Oh, no, definitely changed. Yeah. Like the music, there's still punk music aesthetics, but he's not talking about punk, like the boogeyman stuff. No, of course not. He's talking about nature instead. Exactly. Yeah. So now it's a transition. He transitioned into a guy who's from Busan. It used to be a cultural boogeyman that talked about that talked about societal taboos in a sense mm-hmm. but now he transitioned to a Busan guy that talks about nature now some people think this is kind of weird but nah. if you think about who Jaitong is and exactly I'm just glad he's not like doing pop shit oh no yeah because I- no one to. no one no one talks about nature like even exactly. in the states, no one does that. Like, um, uh, in the states, there has been this well-being rappers kind of thing on Netflix shows and stuff like that too, right? Yeah. But they never talked it about their record. True. Yeah. They did a talk about that in their music. This guy focuses his whole artistic identity around that, and that should be respected. Yeah, for sure. And <laughs> I'm just glad to see he's kind of still trying to be unique as possible. Yeah. And I think he really did that well with the dingo thing. Oh, no doubt. I think uh, mm.
0: like you mentioned about him in the past where he was very raw and gritty mm-hmm. and then being very angry at the society and then now kind of shifting towards kind of like that calm, peaceful nature, but while <laughs> yeah. still adding his J-tone color, to it. Yeah, yeah. J-tone color to it, I think. It just shows how he's a complete artist and that he's not shy Mm -hmm. to Mm. approach something different that is not what he would usually intend to go. And so when I saw this whole episode, not just the songs, but like the whole content, I I was very happy, but also it put me in a relaxing mood. Mm. Just seeing the ocean and him taking us on an adventure, you know doing all the scuba diving, mm. searching for seafood mm. and, you know, going mm. rock climbing. And mm. so, and I, I just love the songs as well. It's, you know, the first one's about like the sea and then the mm. second one is about him, his favorite mm. seafood. And so,
2: yeah.
0: he's just a character, man. Chaitong is such mm. a character. Like, whether mm. you love him or hate him, you mm. need to give him the respect that he deserves because... I don't think I've ever heard an artist or seen an artist kind of switch gears in, in terms of their stylistic to- choices when it comes to the the themes um, of their music.
1: Yeah, it's like, uh, I mean, there has been, especially in Korean hip hop, you see a lot of style changes. Yeah, for sure. Because um, unlike the States, as I talked about in many other ep- episodes before this, um like because the market is so small it kind of makes you to force your style like force Mm -hmm. your style to change because Mm -hmm. um you can't stay on one audience or else like your shit won't sell of course and in a sense um the korean hip-hop market really reflects what korea is like you have to consistently think about what is going to sell you have to consistently um it's more about being a circus rather than being an art and True. which is not it's essentially a bad thing but i just don't like it but um mm-hmm. uh, one thing Tong succeeded in is usually when they st- change their styles is to appease to what's trendy mm. but i don't think jaytong changed to become more trendy mm. because this is not trendy whatsoever <laughs> of course not yeah it's totally different this is far from whatever the trend is this isn't it whatever it is and i'm just glad to see that i think this is a better method of alternative music in a sense oh yeah for sure most definitely um korea has a serious diversity problem Mm. like on all aspects of society be it Mm -hmm. art be it social be it demographic whatever and personal opinion from now on, um, being angry mm-hmm. and making art off of anger mm-hmm. is a double-edged sword here. Yeah. Because I think in the States, you can be angry for many, many different reasons. hmm You have these, um, for every Rage Against the Machine, um, yeah. you'll have some bull trap and like trapped or something. Mm-hmm. Like being the anti-maskers and stuff, mm-hmm. and maybe this is not just a Korean thing. But when I see punk musicians now, I kind of know they're going to fuck up at some point. Mm. <laughs> and I think this is a this might be a more productive change to j tones mm-hmm. music, because in this. Um, Like, back in the, like, 80s or 70s, like, there was a very clear divide about who's right or wrong. Mm. Nowadays, the social movements and stuff are way too fractured. It's not just us versus them. It's about us versus us kind of thing. Yeah. Or them versus them. Like, it's so fractured. And being angry in such a society and, and putting out art that is based on anger, it has a very big risk factor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's very hard to focus your anger on certain subjects that you know well about. It usually bleeds into things that you don't really know about, and you still being end up being angry, and you really have a risk of hurting people.
2: Yeah, it happens that's true.
1: all the fucking time. And I'm just glad to see that Jay Tong, Although I'm not sure if Jay Tong did it because he thinks it, as I do, but. I think his past music's anger would have translated badly into this era.
0: Oh, yeah, for sure. Without questions, yeah.
1: Yeah, and this new method of alternative music, I think, is a much better way to portray the problems of this world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um. recently there was this Hollywood trend about talking about how they don't wash. You know that? No, never heard about that. Like these Hollywood fools talked about not washing to conserve water. Oh, interesting! Not showering. I mean, that's oh. the pinnacle of hypocrisy, in my opinion. I mean, yeah. of course, conserving water is a very good thing. It's just that <laughs> if you're forcing people to stop taking showers, it's going to be stupid, right? Yeah. And for sure. you saw the Netflix documentary about sea- C. Uh, right? No. Um. It's a very. It's a must-watch. And it basically talks about how uh, environmental activists, mainstream mm-hmm. activists, not actually addressing the issues that are problematic because they're being fed money from mm-hmm. them. And I think J. Tung kind of does that properly because, like, most of the times if you have Hollywood people talking about nature, it's like, ah, oh, shit, here we go again. Yeah. I agree what they say. It's just that they shouldn't be the people talking about it, right? Yeah. And I think Jae-tong kind of preaches what he actually talks about. He yeah, catches that's, his own that's food. A
0: fact. Yeah.
1: Like he doesn't... And mass fishing and stuff is becoming a real problem, right? Mm-hmm. That is what's fucking up the ocean. Not these plastic bullshit. I mean, of course, plastics are a factor in that. But usually when it comes to the biggest problems with um, sea life, it's because of mass seafood and um, mass fishing mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And catching what you eat is actually a very admirable um, attitude to have. For sure, yeah. So it's not like he's saying, like, you should do this, you should do that. Like, he's showing it as an example. Yeah. And that's what, you know, a good celebrity, a quote-unquote good, a quote-unquote proper celebrity would be doing.
0: Of course. No one is
1: going to listen to you talk about the environment if you're eating wine and cheese on a fucking yacht, right? Yeah. And I think that in that sense, J. Tong can be of pretty positive influence on it. Yeah. We don't need any more boogeymen. Yeah. We need people who can set examples. For sure. Yeah. And a lot of the boogeymen of the past has failed to transition into becoming responsible adults. Mm. And I think Chaitong is one of the very few examples that managed to do that, yeah, definitely. You can just see his kind of his attitude towards kind of yeah. life
0: is it's a lot more peaceful, but he's also mm. kind of engaging in that civic engagement because I, yeah. in one of the episodes you see him cleaning up the the sea he's telling yeah, his, exactly he's telling his um his his friends hey like clean out like mm. take out the plastic bags or yeah you know, Let's clean up this area for a bit and mm. stuff. So it, he's setting by an example. So I, it's exactly. really good to see that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that is what um, that. Although, as like time passes, I'm becoming more and more ambivalent towards the concept of celebrity and fame. But this is mm-hmm. one of the few examples where fame actually does something. You know. Yeah. For and. Sure. Um, it's just good to see that because I kind of gave up on Korean entertainment being able to do that. Yeah, because a lot of these um boogeyman figures keep disappointing me a lot of the times. Like, mm. like I was very hit hard by what Marilyn Manson did, and mm. you have. I'll although I will not speak on it because I would just be giving a platform to lesser known artists, problematic yeah. ones. There has been lots of stuff going on in Korean hip hop that is incredibly like homophobic and stuff yeah and it was very heartbreaking to see because some of these artists Mm -hmm. i gave them great reviews as well yeah and started seeing underdogs like in the scene being underdogs um they're underdogs and they're still punching down and it's not good to see Mm -hmm. this whole boogeyman thing i think is kind of played out in a sense and yeah. while being a boogeyman had its merits back in the days when there was a heyday of conservat- like conservative censorship, mm-hmm. that is not the case anymore. If you think about it, they flip mm-hmm. their strategy. Like they talk about individual freedom, but which is great, but mm-hmm. <laughs> they use it in a very different political context. They use that kind of dialect and use kind of that dialogue to give them the freedom to shit on other people that are lesser Mm -hmm. than them like that are more disenfranchised than them and stuff like that yeah and i think the boogeyman perspective is being um appropriated in a sense Mm -hmm. so that it gives you an excuse to shit on people that are worse off than you right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so while I am uh I was a huge proponent of growing up the boogeyman thing because it was like it has historical value in a sense when it comes to pop For culture. Sure. Yeah. No doubt. It is a methodology that really I think is more faulty now. Um mm. we should move on from that in a sense. And mm. being a very big proponent of hip hop underground. Especially like East Coast underground, alternative underground, and um, punk music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very tragic, but also needed. Um yeah, for sure. It's for the musical aspects. I think the there has to be some sort of evolution when it comes to the sentiment and the way we, we convey their messages. And I think J TONG is a great example of that.
0: No, I completely agree.
1: Yeah. This this is actually one of the most um, mature ways because yeah. he's not like pre, he's he, he's not certain a sage or anything, right? No, he's not like acting like his Gandalf or anything. No, yeah, he still has that kind of playful attitude.
0: Yeah, he does. Yeah,
1: yeah, and um, this is great to see. Um, like so many boogeyman fail like what the fuck are you doing kind of thing and it's just great to see that jay tong is not one of them yeah yeah so i
0: I completely agree yeah Mm. you know and like you mentioned he's he still Mm. has that edge to him but at the same Mm. time he knows how to control his life like control his Mm -hmm. attitude and so Mm. i think hopefully this is not the last time we see jay tong hopefully he begins to be more comfortable and um Hopefully he gets to. Uh, hopefully we get to hear another project from him.
1: I want an album. I, yeah, I need I, an I, album. I, I think we all do. Um, yeah. The only problem he has is that the dude really doesn't put out albums. Like, what yeah. the fuck? It's it's <laughs> for sure. It's time. Yeah. yeah.
0: So as we begin to slowly wrap up our show, as usual, any artists or tracks that you're currently listening to and would like to share or recommend to our listeners.
1: Hmm um since we talked about J-Tong,
0: of course yes yeah
1: um there's a song called Kepan.
0: uh one of my favorite songs
1: yeah this was back in his punk days and it's about smashing things but um there's two versions to it actually oh okay the one on the busan ep and the one on the mohican and barefoot album is different oh really yeah, because the the first Busan, the first Kepan has just J-Tong on it, and the beat is, it plays off a sample. Oh, it's still very guitar driven, but it's it's a very um, it's still sampled. Like there's soul sample in it. I think I'm not sure what the source is, but instead of him like no brain doing the hook, it just plays out the sample.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Yeah, and. The second version features the punk band No Brain.
0: Right, No Brain, yeah.
1: Yeah, and it has a more live instrumentation feel to it, and Mm -hmm. it has a, it really goes hard as fuck. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, both tracks are hard as fuck, but like the second one with No Brain has like shouting all over this stuff. Yeah. So if you're into rock music, I think you should listen to the second one with No Brain on it. Yeah. And if okay. you're more of a hip-hop fan but still like that kind of alternative kind of thing, you would listen to the first one. Yeah. Um, Actually, if you're, like, into, like, super punk music, I think you would like the second one better, Hardcore Punk. For sure, yeah. And if if you're more of a fan of the uh, Funkadelic Maggot Brain kind of era, yeah, that mixture between funk and rock... Um, I think you would like the first one better. Yep. And Jay Tong's music is not on uh corporate platforms because he hates corporate <laughs> he hates corporations. And he thinks that um artists should be deserve more. So you can't find them on streaming services. What you have to do is to go on YouTube and there would be old music videos. Yeah. So you should check out them to listen to him. Or Another method is for you to order the CD directly from his website. Yep. Um, if you type in Solbangul 연구소 on Google, um, you will find his website. It means pinecone laboratory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is such a great title. Um, And he has all sorts of goods about, related to nature and stuff. Yeah. And... While well, you might not like his goods You can find his CD there Yeah probably. Now I'm not sure If it's If he supports International shipping Hmm But If you have a Korean friend Or you know what <laughs> Try DMing him I don't know <laughs> You might be able to get the CD too So Yeah Um Just Um You Whatever Um. I'm just saying that you will not find his music on streaming services So Yeah shout out to youtube i guess uh, yeah you have to go for youtube yeah so for my song
0: that i chose it's of course j tong and when you were mentioning pinecone i chose mm. a song that was called pinecone rock and it features <laughs> uh yeah yeah
1: that that's that is actually on streaming services i think
0: yeah and it's featuring man. lowdown 30 and it came mm. out in 2018 and man mm. it's a uh, this is a a great song that's all I can say. Mm. It, it talks about health and wealth. It's just you being healthy, and he talks yeah. about eating tomatoes and eat how spinach,
1: garl- <laughs> eat spinach, <laughs> eat
0: garlic. You know that could help with your
1: ridiculous, yeah,
0: yeah, with the the illness that you're feeling, and then yeah. do ex ha, like start exercising because that'll yeah. oh. help you with your health and stuff. So
1: <laughs> yeah, um, actually, that that's one the Hwayki album, right? I th- I'm not sure. I think it was it just came out as a single uh, cuz i'm not too sure um look um i think i kind of misspoke earlier the second version of ketpon is on streaming services yeah the second was on itunes or at any apple yeah. music or the, spotify the funk, the kind of funk rock version is not That's on the streaming not, platforms yeah. the but with a no brain one with yeah. the actual collaboration with a punk band no brain is on streaming services so yeah. type Tong in and you will see that some tracks are on there and some tracks are not. Yeah. So just, I don't know, listen to whatever that's on there. And it's it's going to be good.
0: Yeah. And the Pinecone Rock is not on. It's on the Korean streaming services, but it's not on the American streaming services. It's not on the find... American streaming services? No, it's not even on there. It's only on YouTube. Ah,
1: that's sad.
0: Yeah, so it's But it's really on rare. YouTube. Yeah, it's on YouTube. Yeah, so yeah,
1: see the music video too. It's great. Yeah, music video <laughs> so is hilarious. So and
0: weird. It's, it's hilarious, and it's <laughs> yeah. literally just about health, like yeah. get well and get fit. That's literally yeah. all he talks about in that song.
1: Um, he has a little bit of Buddhism imagery too. So yeah, he does. Yeah, <laughs> if you, yeah, if I, I guess if you have some interest in Buddhism aesthetics, I think that's another way to go.
0: Well, that's all the time we have for today, but please do comment and let us know what you think of today's topic. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please go and subscribe to our podcast on all platforms and please give us that five-star rating. If you want more K-Hip-Hop contents, go check out Daytona's Instagram at MYK underscore Daytona for K-Hip-Hop album reviews and also follow our social media page at soul underscore therapy. Thank you guys so much and see you guys next time. Peace. Yeah,
1: see you guys next time.